They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. This is how we do it. Okay, settle down. Settle down. Oh, we're not singing. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Thoughts That Rock. We are the podcast. It's about giving you one piece of incredible life-changing advice. And uh, we try to do it in about 30 minutes, and that's what we're going to do today. And uh, today's a special one. We're very excited. We are here recording live at NAM. We are live at NAM. What is NAM for those that are listening in the ether world, but they're not here? What does NAM stand for? It's the, uh, the National uh, Association of Music. M&M's. 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 I, I like la- the blue The last ones. M throws me every time. Music merchants. Music merchants. Mer- merchandise. There is some merchandising that's okay. Brand, tell us who we're uh, who, who we're affiliated with. Well, we are we are very excited. Um, the uh, the we basically do this to support Cannibal Kids Cancer, yep. uh, which is a foundation that looks for answers when people have been told they've run out of options. They create options. Their their slogan is if they can't find it, they fund it. Yep. And so everything we do goes to support. Cannonball Kids Cancer. Yeah, and listen, they're, they're an awesome organization. But just real quick, we know how busy everybody is. And just trying to find some leadership nuggets, just to step away, yep. to amp up your life. They're hard to come by. We totally yeah. get that. Life's coming at you at about 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Doesn't actually matter what you're doing right now. You mm-hmm. could be, let's say, restringing your dulcimer. Bring. Maybe you're cutting out some letters for a ransom note. Uh-oh. Maybe you're trying on some Spanx, trying to put those underneath your leather pants. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Do they make Spanx in black? They still make Spanx, period. I don't Stop. know. I've seen a lot of them. We're so excited you're here. We just want to amp up your life. And we've got a really special guest that's going to be with us. Who is that, Brandon? Yes, our guest today is a legend. We are, are very, very excited. Would you please put your hands together for Meredith McClung? Meredith McClung right here. Yes, she's going to join us. Woo-hoo! Meredith Hello. Is the owner and president of Kaiser Musical Products. Products. Yes. The Kaiser Capo, for those that are familiar. Been using Kaiser products myself for the better part of 20 years. Uh, Meredith and I have known each other for a few years. Uh, we were introduced by uh, uh, Jen Lowe, who is a, a percussionist extraordinaire. And uh, we started to uh, look at different ways to work together. And what we found that was just incredible is, at least for me with Kaiser, the capo allows you to change what's possible. So you don't have to learn the 8,000 chords that you need to. If you can use the capo, you can actually be able to change what's possible for the beginner. And for us, it's sort of what we're looking to do. We want to find that piece of advice that can change what's possible for those that are listening. And so it was just the perfect thing. Her background is pretty amazing. It is. It is. Now, some of it, I think, I don't even know if it's real. I know she was a Spanish teacher, right? Yeah. Correct. That is correct. Correct. And, and she was on the debate team at UT. <laughs> yes, she was. Yes. Right? She was a goat farmer. No, she was not a goat farmer. That no. one's incorrect. She actually was a tire technician for a very local pit crew. You were a dirt track. Dirt track. Uh, that's all right. Stock car racing. Any rednecks in the house? No. That's How many I, of yeah. you can say you were a tire technician on a dirt track? <laughs> Come on. That's amazing. That's amazing. None. 
Well, listen, we are super excited that you're here. Um, you know, we do things a little bit differently here. We just like to jump right to the meat and potatoes. So we're going to ask you the same question we ask everyone who's a guest on our show, which is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Fox that rock! Well, um, several people have given me fantastic advice. The first thing that I you know, can think of is I was told, um, measure twice and cut once. And just all that is to me is doing a good, thorough job and bringing integrity to everything that you do. And, you know, it's just that, that can be applied to life, but it can also be applied to leadership. So... First off, when you talk about that, I mean, it, I, I used to work at Hard Rock. I was there for 21 years. I love that brand. One of the cornerstones was double checking. Sort yes. of the same thing, but I would get nervous even just doing it twice. You almost want to measure three, four times. Sure, however many times it takes. But um, I think in this society where um, it's more about everything has to, it's just a quick, it's like a quick society. I can't even think of a better, a better word for it, but everything, uh, you expect everything to happen immediately, I guess, because of technology. And we don't take the time to check ourselves and double check and triple check. And so I guess that's where that came from. And that kind of goes over into our manufacturing, um, our quality control process. Our capos pass through 36 different sets of hands from the beginning of the process to the very end of the process. And we're very proud of that. We're um, the only quick change capo that's made in the United States, made in Texas. And so, um, you know, that advice was given to me as a teenager. I was 13 years old, got my first job. And so when I was 16, I was able to buy my own vehicle. And so, um, and that's just because I was diligent and I was good at every job that I did because I wanted to be good because I tried hard. And we bring that to our manufacturing. And so I guess I bring that in, in the leadership at Kaiser and yeah. so quick question uh what happens when somebody doesn't do that from a leadership standpoint let's say yeah. they they only measure once well, if they even do that and then they actually we had a running bet that that's how the cut capo was formed with cut you capo somebody did not measure one. <laughs> <laughs> no actually artists were taking our capos and literally getting a saw and cutting them uh and that's how that happened and then that's we amazing. just had somebody come along and said hey I came up with a cut capo, but really there were probably about 10 different people that invented that one. Sure. Yeah. And, and so, um, I, well, what happens is what I saw happen. So I started working for uncle, my Uncle Milton uh, in 2012 with no business experience. I was a high school teacher, and then I worked in the petroleum industry. And so zero background. I grew up knowing my uncle and knowing what he did and how hard he worked, but the reason that he chose me, it was a loyalty and, and a trust issue. He had been surrounded by family and friends his, in, you know, his entire career. Um, he saw something a little bit different in me. He knew I was going to come in and I was going to work hard, even if I didn't have the business background to kind of go along with it. Yeah. So when I started in 2012, um, I had to go in and make some really hard decisions. I had to, it's a family owned and operated company. I had to let go of family members. So thanks to that, I don't see these people at Thanksgiving anymore. Ooh, and uh, maybe so in, in some cases it's a good thing, but for the most part, you know, it's sad when you have to let go of family members. But 
for the for the good of the business, you have to make these really difficult decisions, and, and that's what I had to do. I had to measure a gazillion times: do I really want to let go of you know Uncle Steve? And then um, if all signs point to yes, then you have to sit down with him and you make the, the hard decision: let him go. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the hardest leadership lessons is sometimes the people who get you to where you are are not the people who are going to take you where you want to go. Ooh, exactly. Right? And so sometimes it comes down to, to making those decisions. But I guess my question is, I mean, we are literally in a, in a place called the Idea Center with the pressure to innovate, to innovate, to innovate, to come to a place like NAM every year and, and want to demonstrate something new, want to show what's the latest and greatest. How do you do that, but also adhere to the strict guidelines of, you know, measuring twice and cutting once? Because sometimes that takes more time than is possible for constant innovation. No, you're correct. So um, we do capos, and we do them very, very well. Along the way, we've tried to introduce different products to the market. Some of them have done very well, and some of them not so much because we didn't take our time. We didn't test our audience. We didn't figure. We didn't try to, you know, ask the right people. What, what do you guys want? What do you want other than a capo? It, just guitar accessories. Uh, what are you looking for? We thought we knew. And so we rolled out a couple of products, and they tanked. But the, there are great lessons in the failures. And it just all goes back to it. I don't want to keep saying this, but measuring multiple times, and then you make the decision. And uh, that has sustained the company for, of course, we're celebrating 40 years now in the yeah. in the biz. And... Um, it's a capo. That's all it is, is a capo, but it has stood the test of time. And so, um, did that answer your question? It does. It I, I got to tell you, I love that Kaiser capo, and I'll tell you why. Brant is a veteran guitar player, and I'm not. I'm a beginner. And so I knew that if I was ever going to get into this at this age, you know, I'm not going to learn all the chords. I'm basically going to do the old open tuning. I'm going to learn like four chords so I can, when they invite me up on stage, to just jam, that's it. That capo does change what's possible. It allows you to get into these other keys. So I know that you've used it. You're a big fan of sure. Kaiser Capos in general. But for me, just coming into this thing is a new thing. I absolutely love that device. So yeah, if you come with some other products, I'll be one of the first ones in line. But I love the Kaiser Capo. Well, I think it's... So here's what I love. Here, here's the thing that separates you guys from, from everybody else for me. And I think what's an important leadership lesson is that it's simple. It's simple. It's not a incredibly complex... You know, we had to file for 86 patents to get this. And if one thing goes wrong, you got to send it back to the manufacturer to have them repair it. This is something that it's inherent to know how to use it. You squeeze it, you put it on, you let it go, you're done. It's not, I got to twist, I got to turn, I got to move, I got to, you know, pray to the rain gods or whatever is going to come next. Exactly. So, how has it worked for you to be able to keep things as simple as possible but still innovate? Okay, that's a great question because we recently made some major changes in the company, major changes in the infrastructure and the leadership, and it was all about simplifying my life. Uh, Recently, well, you know, the last couple of years went through a divorce, and I'm a single mother of two children now, and realized my kids are 12 and 16, they're growing up. Like my daughter, right now, she's back in Texas, and she's going to her first dance with the boy. And so, while I would love to be there, this is important. And she's actually really excited 
to be doing this on our own without mom hovering over, taking photos. But those are the moments that I want to make sure that I'm present for. And so to simplify that part of my life, to, just to get back to the basics of being a mom, um, I also didn't want to let go of what Milton entrusted me with. And so I realized I got to bring in some, some really great people. That's why um, I stepped back from my CEO role and I handed it over to a very capable man. Um, we've made some who's other. Here. Scott's actually here, here as well. Scott Adbury. That's right. And um, that has given me the opportunity to, if I want to go to the office, I go to the office. But if I want to take my kid to school that day and eat lunch with her, that, that's what's important. I found out after starting working for Milton. See, Milton was married six times. And when, yeah. Wait when a I, minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, Sace. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stutter, did I? Six. And, and, but one of the questions when, I, when we were talking about it, I said, what was the reason for each divorce? And he said, I worked too much. Mm. And um, while that had nothing to do with the, the demise of my marriage, I didn't want to, I don't want my kids to, in, you know, 10 years to say, my mother worked way too much and we're not close. And so um, I had to stop and take stock and, like you say, simplify my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, leadership in a company, super important, but my leadership role at home is now more important since I'm a single mom. So to me, you know, one of the things that has been my experience of working with, not just with you, but with the whole organization, is that the level of service that, that you guys are known for is, is just amazing. And it's funny because I think this industry in general, me being, so this is like 20, 20 years in the music industry as an artist for myself, but it, it's, it's a scenario where I always find that there's an underlying wave of bitterness <laughs> that often flows through this industry, um, at least on the players, on the artist side, right? Of I could have, should have, would have, if I just would have had that or someone would have just seen yes. this or how can that band be this great when we are so much better or I just didn't get this or I just didn't get that. But, you know, it still comes down at the end of the day to... Be nice. Yes. And, and uh, as, as Scott McCain said in this morning's keynote, just do what you say you're going to do and do it when you say you're going to do yes. it. Right? But it's so amazing to me that you can still walk around and still find people that almost seem like annoyed that you're bothering them when they're your customer. Yes, exactly. So what's your approach to making sure that you guys – I mean, I, I, when you have a family-owned business – Reputation is everything. Absolutely. And so how do you keep that reputation intact and, and sh- you know, get people to adopt that Texas charm that uh, you guys are known for? Okay. So when I uh, started working for Milton and we call it, we took the, I took the reins for Milton and started leading the company, I wanted to build on what he started and that's just hard work, like uh, excellent work ethic, uh, work until your fingers bleed basically. Um, but then I wanted to take that and kind of, you know, smooth away some of the rough edges and bring the, the, the focus into the, being a family, family owned company, um, still, you know, making everything in Texas, manufacturing in Texas, but, um, just, I guess kind of like what you said, just slow down a little bit. Uh, Our customers, I don't feel like they're not going anywhere because we're still creating an excellent product. Slow down. And get to know the people. When people come by, just stop and look them in the eye and have a conversation with them. Shake hands with them. Uh, get to know people. That's one thing. I, I hate small talk. 
I hate, I'm a church goer. And so walking into the church, uh, immediately this social anxiety takes over because I'm going to have to say, how are you doing? How are you, you know, how's the, you know, you, you, it's the diplomacy crap. I, I want to, I want to shake hands and say, how are you really doing? I want to, you know, talk about, uh, something of substance and not just fluffy stuff. And so, you know, just teach in teaching my team what the people that, you know, that we're serving our customers, they're people, they have problems like we do. And so if we take the time to stop and listen, I think it makes a big difference to, to our customers. It does. And, you know, just the time that we've known each other and you've been very, I, I think, deliberate in just us knowing that you're a faith-based person. I guess if you're okay and want to talk about it, a lot of people don't think spirituality and business can work together. I'm sure that freaks some people out. But I do think that you've done such a phenomenal job in saying when you talk about worth ethic and how you want to be able to treat people, yes. I mean, you can, you can tell that this is the type of person that you are. How has that affected your team? Again, Scott's here. Hillary's here. You know, I would assume that you've taken those leadership principles that you're learning from some other place and you're bringing it into the family business, right? Well, obviously, I'm definitely faith-based, um, but I don't beat people over the head with a Bible. Sure, sure. Um, I want people to look at us and see we're different in the way we treat people, the way we approach people. Um, we're, we're not handing out stickers that say John 316. It's just the way we treat people. Um, Kaiser's new 316 capo debuting in April. No, we, no, it is not. It's not. Um, you know, I, again, we're not a nonprofit. We're not a faith-based charity, and so we're not going to act like it. But, you know, it's, it's me and the way I approach everything and people and the way I treat people. I love that. And if you think about, you were saying that almost everything that you've been involved with, you've been able to move up. And again, it was probably because of that work ethic, just thinking about the way you want to treat people, almost everything that you've done, you've been able to reach the pinnacle. So that's true. Congratulations with that. Thank you very much. It comes to me a lot about what you talk about, about it's the three C's, right? Is that what it is? Talk a little bit about that because I believe that that's part of the success that they have found is sort of wrapped up into that. Yeah, I, I, when we start to talk, so Brant and I are both speakers. I talk a lot about culture, but I, I mostly talk about you hiring and surrounding yourself with three C people, meaning they got to have competence. They got to have great character and you got to have culture fit, which I never used to talk about. I was just happy that somebody could do the gig. That's the competence part. But the character, having the right heart being on the same page from a value standpoint, which is what you actually talk about, not looking for an opportunity to do things your way or stealing from you. You know, it's a hard thing to see, I think, in the interview. But once you get past that and you surround yourself, now you're unstoppable. But there is something now to be said about culture fit. You want people that not necessarily look or feel or be exactly like you are, but you can tell when somebody doesn't fit into the organization. So, again, everybody yes. we've met from Kaiser has just been phenomenal, and they fit that mold. Yes, and I, it's taken me seven years to find the right people. We just hired uh, Hillary. She's a she's our marketing director. Phenomenal. If uh, you put her next to somebody else in East Texas, you would say, okay, she doesn't belong here because she's she's kind of got that. She's from Chicago. She's got a gritty edge to her. Um, she's she all talk, tatted up. It's she, awesome. She talks fast. We're like what? But she she fits perfectly into our culture. Um, I was looking for strong women. Uh, we've got plenty of men, and they're wonderful. And I will say this: I, I'm while I love hiring strong women, the men in the industry that I've looked to for mentorship have been wonderful. They love women, and so and not in a, a, a you know a perverted sort of way. They just love women. They want to promote, promote women. 
And I, I'm trying to, you know, I just want to make sure that women, yeah, we, we're nice to one another and we, we learn to fellowship with one another. But I really think, think that, you know, we throw men under the bus way too often. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to just say that, you know, a lot of the men that have mentored me in the industry, um, they're, they're very pro-woman. I think it's, you bring up a, an incredibly important point that, you know, we, we have some mutual friends that we've been talking to things like this is, you know, this last couple of years with the Me Too movement and, and a lot of these other areas that have been a real focus on, on equality and making sure that, that um, there's an equal opportunity for, for everyone. But at the same time, uh, we have found, and, and this is what we've talked to many of our very strong women friends, uh, strong women sometimes find it hard to support other strong women. Yes. And so, (laughs) you know, what is your advice for that, for, for, for not trying to, you know, prison yard, protect your, protect your meal and, and be willing to share so that the rising tide lifts all boats. And it's not just uh, there's not enough room up here. There's so few, there's so few opportunity. I don't want to give that up if I'm the only one. Well, so first of all, there's not that many women uh, statistically speaking, in leadership in the music industry versus the men. So I get that. Um, and I love that we have women, you know, leadership mixers and uh, female artists that are really uh, on the rise. But I, I feel the same way. Um, I hate that women aren't nice to other women. It bugs me. Um, I've had men in the industry be so much nicer to me than some of the women just because I'm a woman. You get to know me. I'm... I'm a really cool person. Okay. No, <laughs> no but um, I, I love to talk. I love to get to know people. Um, I, I have a pretty diverse background for being, you know, born and raised in East Texas. And so just get to know me and, and befriend me as a, you know, just as a human and pretend like I'm not a woman if that's, if that helps you. But, you know, I've just, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of working on that, working on nurturing relationships with other female leaders in the industry. That's that's culture fit, right? I mean, it's it's just culture fit on a grander it scale. Is. It's not within your organization, but it's within the industry. In the industry. And correct. I think that that's something that, again, you can't ignore it, right? You can't just have two of the three C's and expect people to find success. You've got to have all three. You could try and sneak away with one of them, but I think if you take any of those out of the mix, you're going to struggle. It just means you're going to be working extra hard. And again, Correct. I think you guys have done a fantastic job in fitting the bill for all three. No, thank you. But like I said, it took seven years to get to this point. Sure. And um, it's been a struggle, and it's been an uphill battle, but we're, we're there. And so uh, that's why I feel comfortable. Like yesterday, I wasn't feeling well, so I didn't come to the show. felt completely comfortable leaving... Um, meetings and or meet and greets, you know, in the hands of my team because I'm that confident in their abilities. And, and that's, I mean, leadership. It's, it's yeah, right. It's leadership, but it also took that time. Yes. So to the, to the organizations that may be holding on with white knuckles to, and, and afraid to, to let go, um, what's your advice to them that, that says, you know, how do you stay patient and focused for that long? I mean, it's not like, look, mm-hmm. We're going to do this for 90 days and things are going to be great. I mean, seven years is most, there's some companies that don't last seven years, no, right? You're, you're right. So how do you, how do you fast forward and stay focused, but still allow for the rest of the stuff to happen? You, you know, I'm a positive person by nature. So I think that I've been positive and tried to remain optimistic that one day 
it's going to get to the point to where I've, I've got the ideal team. And so that's why I'm still here is I'm a positive person. Cause otherwise I would have checked in somewhere a couple of years ago. And so since I didn't do that, I persevered and, um, learned the hard lessons by failing, by hiring the wrong people. I've hired several of the wrong people and then having to let them go. And what are their names? Okay. No, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Jim Knight. No, um, no, um, <laughs> Uh, hiring the wrong people and then having to let them go, look them in the eye saying, you know, I'm so sorry. I brought you all the way from wherever it is. And I was wrong. I made the wrong decision. You're not a good fit for the company. That's not easy. No, that's not easy. So as we start to wrap up here, I know one, um, the Kaiser Capo booth, what number is, is the booth that people want to get over there? Scott? 7011. 7011, 7011. And uh, obviously, if people were interested at all, if you don't already have one of the musical products from Kaiser, they can go to kaisermusical.com. Is that right? That's correct. And if you come to the booth, you can make your own Kaiser capo. Boom. It's so much fun. So Love cool. that. Listen, we can't thank you enough. You know, we're huge fans of you. Um, and uh, thank you for allowing us. This is our first winter NAM. So we're winter NAM Welcome. virgins. Yes. And it is, uh, it's been. Uh, interesting. <laughs> they said it was kind of like going to a comic con. It was. Yes. Yes. The first day I got here, I thought it was 1987, um, but it was, it was amazing. Going on. It was very much. Yes. But this was a great opportunity for us, uh, for the podcast to do it as a thoughts at rock live and doing that with our good friend, Meredith. We just, we couldn't be happier for you spending a little bit of time with us in the idea center. So thank you guys. Thank you so much. You're thank awesome. You. Give it up for Meredith McClung. One more time. Thanks, Meredith. Hey, rock stars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. on! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.